Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy Podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. Recently, I had a coaching call with our Incubator Mastermind students where we discussed the five principles of running a successful business through a challenging economy. And I decided to have that call with them, focus on that topic, because I knew it was something that it was uh, on top of some of their minds. And I have definitely seen more recently in different online forums, canine rehab therapists talking a little bit about that, getting a little bit worried about that, to be quite honest. And maybe that worry comes because it has already impacted their business in some capacity, and maybe they have seen a decrease in the number of inquiries or a decrease in the number of evaluations. Um, maybe they worry about it because they might not necessarily seen a decrease in the number of new patients, but they have seen more hesitation with pet owners committing to a plan of care due to finances. Or maybe they worry because they know it's time for them to raise their fees come 2024, but they are very hesitant doing so due to the fear on, on how they would be seen and how that would potentially impact their clientele. And the fact is, and I don't think anyone uh, uh, um, no one can deny that, no matter where in the world you are or what political party you're affiliated with, whatever it may be, uh, but the fact is that the economy has changed significantly over the last 12 months or so. Now, in my opinion, it's not necessarily a doom and gloom kind of economy like some media channels can portray. But also the reality is that inflation has gone up, interest rates to borrow money, at least here in the United States, has gone up, and it's its highest as it has been at something like 20 years or so. And the overall cost of nearly everything has gone up for all of us too. No matter if it is like our groceries, our utility bills, the price of gas, like if you look at the last 12 months, the cost of things have gone up. And, you know, I also have conversations with, with, with friends, colleagues who own businesses, even outside of the field of animal rehab. And I know that that impact on them, too. So, for example, and, you know, some of you guys might have seen this through your work and stuff, too, that many veterinary clinics that were uh, bursting at the seam over the last couple of years and were super booked and couldn't get new patients or whatever it may be, they now have slowed down. And are seeing numbers that are more uh, in tune with what they were back in 2019, pre-COVID, right? And the way I see it as I start to kind of like reflect about this and how it impacts us and whatnot is that many businesses, either being in the animal rehab field or not, actually flourished in 2021 and in 2022 because of some factors like people having more disposable income like at least here in the united states for example student loan bills uh, were put on hold so uh, uh, you know a good chunk of the population didn't have to pay student loans but now they're resuming those payments right now uh, people got you know a, a stimulus check from covid there were like a variety of different things that played a factor into people having a little bit more um, disposable income for a period of time 
And you couple that in our line of business, I think, with the fact that pet owners then maybe were more willing to spend money on their dogs because of that extra disposable income or decreased expenses or whatever it may be. And maybe because they were also at home spending more time with their dogs, they were able to notice more things, that the dogs were struggling more, um, getting around and whatnot. And maybe it's a combination of both. Who knows? Like, it's, we can reflect, we can make assumptions kind of stuff, but of course we can't fully comprehend, you know, why things happen 100% the way they did. But... I think that just goes to show that, at least in my point of view, regardless of the current circumstances, we should always focus on growing a business that follows certain principles, regardless of what the world around us look like, regardless of what the economy may look like. Because the thing about it, it's it's never easy being a business owner, right? I, I, I'm here to help you guys through this journey of business ownership in MO Rehab. But I'm also very blunt to say that it, it, it is tough. It's not easy. I'm super glad that I got into this journey. It has allowed me to uh, um, uh, do things that I want to do and, 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 and find my true potential. But I know it's not for everyone either, and that's okay. But even though it's not easy being a business owner, it is certainly easier when the economy is doing well. Right? I don't think we can deny that fact. So because of that, that's why I shared with my Incubator Mastermind students five principles that I have learned about building a business that is set to succeed regardless of the economy. And for today's podcast, I'm going to be focusing on two of the things that I talked with them. All right. So the first thing is relationship-based marketing with a nurturing process. Because once push comes to shove and people become more aware of where they're spending their money, they will always and forever favor businesses that have built a relationship with them. Business where they felt heard. Businesses where they can feel like they aren't just another name or another phone number and they can feel the genuineness on how they're treated and cared for. Now, do most rehab clinics focus on that kind of relationship building? Do most clinics actually listen to folks during an intake call and spend as much time as needed on the phone? If I'm being honest, and and I think if you're being honest too, you know that that's not the case. But once again, how you run your business through the easy times is going to determine how things are run during the hard times. And once that happens, that's when businesses can really struggle. Struggle to convert leads, for example, because of a lack of relationship building. And also, struggle to raise their rates because people will be looking for value even more, right? And we gotta understand that those two things, relationship-based marketing and raising our rates, actually go hand in hand because it's not like people are not spending money during an economic downturn. Of course they are. Like. We are about to enter the busiest shopping season of the year with the holidays. And at least here in the United States, we also have Black Friday and whatnot. And I can guarantee to you today that people are still going to be spending money. And we're likely going to be seeing reports on the news about how this is the biggest shopping season retailers have seen in years and this and that. 
But with those two things, we got we got to keep a couple things in mind. First, people have changed their buying patterns over the last few years. And second, because of that change in buying patterns, they are more conscious about the value on what they're willing to spend their money on. And because of that, if we show them the value that we bring to their lives and realize, like I have said before, that we are in the customer service business and we should not be selling canine rehabilitation, but we should be selling an outcome that we provide to them, then we're going to be okay. However, the first step to show them that value is to focus on developing a relationship with them rather than just having a five-minute call where they don't even feel listened and you're just spitting out the services that you provide and how much it's going to cost to work with you. Now, this is a true story that literally just happened earlier this week. I was doing a new patient evaluation and as I'm making conversation while doing laser and manual therapy, I asked, as I usually do, more about how they found out about us. And the client went on to explain, without disclosing any names or anything like that, that the regular vet actually referred them to another rehab clinic in town, but that when they called that clinic, the front desk on the phone was just very cold and they just did not get a good vibe from them. And then right afterwards, he went online to look for other options and found us on Google. He said that first, our Google reviews really stood out to him, which that can be a whole other topic by itself. But then he said that what made the biggest impact to him was how helpful and welcoming our client manager was on the phone with them. How she genuinely cared about what was going on and actually had a conversation with them. And he said that as soon as they ended that call, he knew that he wanted to come and see us instead. All right, and hopefully that makes sense. And it actually ties up with the second principle I wanted to share with you all today, to focus your marketing and nurturing on education and information. Like I said before, it's not that folks are not spending money. They are, but people are looking for increased value on where they're spending their money. So with that in mind, put yourself in their shoes and think about it. Where would you be more likely to spend your money? with someone who is giving you educational information and building a relationship and listening to you and your concerns even before you become a paying customer or with a clinic whose answer to most if not every question is that you need to schedule an evaluation with the doctor to get any answers right now let me be clear to say that i'm not saying that we should be giving medical advice on the phone to someone who isn't even a client that's not what i'm saying but there is so much that we can provide in terms of education and information uh, uh, on how we can help them that's going to help bridge that gap between nurturing a relationship and then having them see you or a canine rehab therapist at your clinic for an assessment and a proper rehab advice and recommendations and that education and that information can actually come in many forms. And it doesn't mean that you can't repurpose your content so you're not feeling overwhelmed by it, right? So for example, for your business, it can be some of the posts on social media, some of the emails or newsletters, some blog content on your website that they can read, something that they can download from your website, or maybe even a workshop or something in person where you're educating a group of individuals about how you can help them with something, 
right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be about just that phone call. That phone call is just one step in that journey, but there's so much more that can be done about it. So for your canine rehab business, if you aren't doing so, then start thinking about how can you provide more educational content? And even better, how can you automate some of that content and make it grow over time? How can you leverage your systems to help you build a nurturing process that includes a combination of automated information that they receive along with either you or a team member doing outreach to check on them? So going back to that intake call that we talked about, and I have shared this information before, but how many of us canine rehab therapists are even doing the basic of collecting that pet owner's contact information like phone number and email during that call. So we can call or text them back a few days later or we can enter them into an automated email sequence as part of the nurturing process. Right? So those are all, you know, things to keep in mind. And of course, there was a lot more that I shared with our Incubator Mastermind students on this topic, but hopefully this episode gets you thinking more about how important it is for you to focus on relationship-based marketing, especially so during an economic uh, uh, economic downtime when people are still spending money, but they're choosing to spend money with businesses and companies that truly value them as customers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caniptacademy.com. That's hello at caniptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to caniptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.